Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Become a Calm Mama podcast. I'm Darlene, and I'm your host. And I'm actually going to tell you a story about something that happened with my son just this past week. And to be honest, I don't usually share things like that are really fresh and that just happened because I kind of like to sit with a thing and like let it, you know, marinate and then sort of like hone it to find the gold in it or whatever and then share it with all of you. But um, this was such a powerful experience for me and I learned so much that I thought it would be really great to come on here and record this episode and just sort of tell you what happened. So last Friday night, I talked to my son and uh, my son Sawyer, who is 16, and it was around 6.30 at night and he was like at this local mall and he's been taking the public bus a lot. And so I call, he called me, I think, and then he was like, okay, so um, yeah, I'm going to take the bus. The bus is going to come in a few minutes. We just missed the last one, but it's fine. We're going to check, you know, get this next bus and then we'll be back like, you know, close to our house, like in 30 minutes or something. And I was like, okay, fine. And, you know, I have teenagers, they're pretty responsible. So they, you know, we live in a small community, so they're kind of out and about. And on a Friday night, his curfew is 1030. So I wasn't really thinking about it. But then around nine, I hadn't heard it from, I hadn't heard from him yet. And I was just like, what, what's going on with this guy? You know? So I texted him and this is just kind of a funny part. I texted him and I was like, Hey, how's it going? And he's like, uh, good. And I was like, okay, cool. And then he's like, I'm going to be home in 35 to 40 minutes. And I was like, okay. And then I was quiet for a second looking at my text. And then I was like, um, well, where are you? You know, where are you? Question mark. (laughs) And he texts back, you guys, listen, he texts back. Um, it's complicated. Okay. So right then, like my mom hackles went up. I was like, Ooh, what's happening? Like, when your 16-year-old doesn't answer where they are and then tells you it's complicated, you kind of get on like alert, right? And so I text back, um, you know, getting nervous, call me or I'm going to call you or something. And we have iMessage. So these first few texts were in blue and then this one was in green. So my kid's like, doesn't tell me where he is. He says, it's complicated. And then like basically radio silence, right? Green message is like, you know, uh, you can't talk to me anymore. So I put down the phone and my husband and I had been watching Stranger Things. So like we paused it and I was like, I don't know what that was about. Then my phone rings. It's a number I don't, I don't recognize. Uh, I answer it and it's my son. And this is what he says. Uh, yeah. So I was just on the bus and we were in a bus accident and a lady walked into the front of the bus and she died. Um, the bus killed her. And I was like, what? Like my mind could not catch up to the words that I was hearing. Have you ever had that when you get information and you can't quite digest it fast enough? And I was like, where are you? And he's like, I'm on the side of the freeway. Okay. I'm like, okay, um, wait, where are you? Oh yeah. I think they closed the freeway. I don't know. It might be open, but yeah, we're on the, we're like, we're here on the freeway and there's like a bunch of you know, there's like a lot of ambulance here and I'm like, are you, are you okay? What's going on? Do you need a ride? I I don't even know what questions to ask. Like, are you safe? And he's like, oh yeah, it's all fine. He's super casual, by the way. It's all fine. They're sending another bus. 
and I'm just going to get on the next bus. And he, okay, I got to go. The bus is here. And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, he hangs up. It's not his phone, so I don't know. I wait a minute or two, get my mind back on track, and then I was like, okay, wait, what? He's going to go where? Like, what? I'm going to, I need to pick him up somewhere. I need to go get him. Like then my mom instinct was like, go get him, go get him. And I promise I have a really good point to all of this sharing with you. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go get him. And well, I don't know where to get him. So then he calls me right back and, and I'm like, hello. And then he's like, the bus just drove by and I don't know what's happening. So then I'm like, okay, listen, I'm going to get you where are you? And he's like, you'll see it because it's a big accident and I'm on the side of the freeway. I'm like, okay. So, you know, to make this long, long, short, long story, a little bit shorter, I gather my husband. Thankfully we had not been drinking or, you know, like, you know how that is sometimes on a Friday night, but you don't do that when you have teenagers. Honestly, you, they kind of cramp your, your style a little bit because you realize you have to kind of go pick them up, um, at any time. So I was like, okay, let's get our shoes, you know, get on. I called the sheriff's department and they transferred me to the highway patrol. I found out where they were. The freeway was open. They kind of told me how to get to him. So I get to him, right? And get him in the car and he's safe. We finally reunite. We go through the drive-thru at a local place and, you know, I'm just kind of coming down from the the thing but then I want the story and he starts kind of dumping the story on me and and um you know what happened so I wanted to come on and share this story with you for two main reasons and the first one is that I want you to know that being 100% calm isn't the goal like this is called the become a calm mama podcast my program is calm mama coaching and we have the calm mama club And really, it's how to navigate the periods of time when we aren't calm because we're not going to be 100% calm. It's not, we're not going to be perfect. And I don't want you to ever think that you are supposed to be. You're a human being. Your nervous system is going to get activated in moments like this. You're going to feel stressed and scared and, you know, angry. Like, you know, you're going to have a lot of feelings. I was angry with him. Why didn't he call me right away? I was angry with the police department. Why didn't they call me? I, you know, I was angry with the bus company. You know, I was just, I had a lot of like emotion. And what I want you to understand is that how you navigate the hard things is what matters. So I'm going to tell you that you can only be as calm as your nervous system allows. And it it's kind of like, like threading a needle. Like you're sliding in between calm and then like kind of chaos, right? In these hard moments. And you feel like, okay, I'm calm. I got it. I'm going to go get my kid. And then you're like, you know, kind of frantic for a minute and not clear. And, and that's okay. And that's how it was for me. I was not a cool cucumber for every second of this. I was really confused when I spoke with the highway patrol. Like I mixed up freeway exits. I wasn't really even understanding how to describe where I was coming from and where, you know, how I was going to get off the freeway. And I was feeling really panicked. And then my husband was trying to like also talk to the highway patrol on speakerphone. And I was like, stop talking to them. I'm answering the questions. (laughs) Like I snapped at him. Um, And, you know, once 
once Sawyer got to me, I, you know, was starting to ask him too many questions and like second guessing his actions and feeling really overwhelmed by like the stories he was telling me, the different pieces, like what he saw and um, what happened right after. And like he had to comfort the bus driver, of course. And that like broke my heart thinking of him taking on that emotion. Although it's lovely, I also felt like the whole thing was heavy. And, you know, I was listening to him and he was telling me how he handled himself. And there was parts where I was like, felt embarrassed. Like, why would you do that? Why would you run up to the side of the freeway? Or like, right, you know, why would you do that? I just, I was upset. Okay. And perfection is not the goal, right? It's like I said, threading that needle between kind of calming yourself and then taking care of your child. You can only take, you know, show up in compassion for your kids and be super calm and like connected with them when you are taking care of your own emotional regulation. And so when, when you're not, when you're off balance, when things are bigger, like the stressor is bigger than your nervous system can handle, like your overwhelm is big, that's just, you're a human. I just want you to be really, really aware of that. And then resetting when you miss that mark, when you don't, when you're not showing up that way. The minute, if you think about last week's episode, like go back to that and think about, okay, whenever I catch myself, I can reset. So making that, that quick repair Whenever your fear makes you feel like controlling or avoiding something, and it's important not to stuff all that shit down and try to be perfy, right? We don't want to stuff things. We don't want to over hyper control or hope, you know, avoid or I kind of go into hyper controlling mode when I get stressed. But I know some of you shut down and you like, you know, check out. All of that is fine, but just catch yourself and then resetting, like reset your nervous system, shake. Do one of those, you know, I, I call it that shimmy shake, right? Where you put your hands in the air and you just kind of shake all the way down from the top of your fingers, you know, shake your hands, your shoulders, your hips, bend your, bend at your waist, go down to your feet, shake your legs, and then sh- kind of shimmy shake right back up. So modeling this is really important, right? Not modeling things when, you know, modeling when, when moments are hard, showing your kids like, whoa, mommy's really upset right now, you know? This is a lot. I'm really going to, I'm going to, you know, take care of myself. Um, And modeling that is going to show your kids how to manage themselves when they have their big emotions. And really forgiving yourself is going to be really important because if you, you know, beat yourself up about like not showing up the way you want to show up, then you're not actually teaching your brain and your nervous system what to do next time. When you just look back and you're like, oh man, I really messed that up and like I'm such a bad mom and I should have done this and Darlene thinks this or whatever is in your mind, that's not going to help you next time. Actually looking back and saying, huh, okay, that happened. I'm okay. I'm a human. Let me figure out what I want to do next time or what I could have done different, but in the most, most gentle way. Okay, so the second reason I wanted to share this story with you is because I think we think as moms that if we do everything right and we don't make any mistakes and we are like, you know, protecting our children all the time, that they're not going to go through hard things. 
And I just want you to know, like, that's not true. Like your kids, they are going to go through hard things, no matter how good you are as a mom. It's just life. No matter how great your nighttime routine is, which I love, right? Like I want you to get all the good sleep for you and your kids. No matter how consistent you are at following through on your limits, at how much compassion you show, at how calm you are. If you are 100% perfect, impossible, but imagine you were, you did all the mom things right. You will not be able to protect your children from pain because pain is part of life. And all pain is, is a response to a circumstance. And that response comes because of our thoughts and our feelings show up. And so your kids, no matter how good you are at all the things, your kids are going to have thoughts that then create emotion in them. And if something hard happens, like, a friend doesn't invite them over to a birthday party or they don't make the team or the teacher won't give them the extra credit that they asked for or, you know, won't accept their late work or their dad has, you know, a big, you know, blow up fit or their mom does, right? When things happen, maybe you are went through a divorce or someone in your family has passed away, which, you know, as you guys know, has happened with me. And these things they are tragic, right? They're hard. Not like, well, obviously, I don't know, not making a soccer team is not the same as having like your grandparent pass away unexpectedly. I don't mean to equate those, but the truth is that every circumstance creates emotion and the emotion itself is the same. Disappointment is the same. Whether you're disappointed that your mom said, no, you can't have a cookie, or you're disappointed that you didn't make the team, or you're disappointed that our trip got canceled because (laughs) you forgot to check everybody's passport. Okay? Disappointment always feels the same in the body. Sadness, fear, hurt, anger. These are just emotions, they're responses, and they're totally normal and healthy and natural. And you cannot prevent those negative emotions ever, no matter how good you do all of it. Your kids are always going to go through hard things. Now, when they do go through hard things, there's a couple of tendencies that parents have When they see their kids suffering. When your kids go through hard things, I see parents kind of make these four, I don't want to call them mistakes, but these four patterns that I see in families. And one is like the, you'll get over it, right? So the kid goes through a hard thing and it's uncomfortable for you and you don't really want to dig in. And so you're just kind of like, oh yeah, it's okay though, because you'll make the team next year. Or, oh, it's not a big deal because um, you didn't really want to be on that team anyway. (laughs) Or, you know, oh, that teacher is a jerk anyway. It doesn't matter, right? It's not a big deal. Like we kind of dismiss the hard thing, mostly because we're uncomfortable with our kids' uncomfortableness, right? I always say, be comfortable with your child's discomfort. And this is what I'm talking about. When we are uncomfortable with it, we do these things. And one is like, you'll get over it. It's not a big deal. Another thing that parents do is they're like, well, 
at least, at least you, you know, can now go to your cousins for the summer since you don't have to be on the football team or whatever. Like we kind of, I think of it as like gratitude, our way out of emotion. It's like at leasting out of our, out of the emotion. And um, it doesn't, it's like a kind of a quick fix, like a, like a skip over, you know, you're not really feeling the feeling. You're just like silver lining it. And that isn't a healthy way to handle a hard thing. Another thing that parents do, and I know you all mean really, really well, is when you go, oh, that happened to me. And you try to connect with your child about what happened to you and tell your story like, oh, that happened to me. I was once in a car accident when I was 16 and da, 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 you know. And you want to do that because you're trying to find um, connection with your child. You're trying to help them see that you can get over it. You're modeling. And there is room for that for sure, but be careful to not go right to that because your child is then kind of going into your emotional experience and not staying in theirs. Like it's not actually helpful for them to process their emotion when they're thinking about your story. Especially because kids, like a lot of times when you start talking about yourself, um, up until age 15, but they're like, ooh, here we go. Here's some insider scoop on my mom. So it doesn't really, it kind of takes them out of what they're going through. And then the fourth thing that I see is that parents just kind of like avoid it or ignore it. Like don't even talk about it. And, you know, so what that would look like with this bus accident is if I like just pick Sawyer up, put him in the car and was like, huh, tough, right? And then we just didn't talk about it again. Now, I know that some of you do that. And um, I also want you to know, like, I could never not talk about something (laughs) because it's just not where I err. I definitely talk, I definitely am more on the over talk about it side. But some of you might avoid the conversation completely. Um, Another way to handle like the bus accident would be, you know, well, at least you didn't get hit. At least nobody else got hurt. Or, you know, um, at least uh, you had your phone to entertain you while you were waiting. I don't know, like something like that where we're just like kind of, glossing over the bad thing and talking about like the positive vibes only here and I I love positive vibes but if you're using positive vibes to um to bypass emotion that's not healthy um if I started to tell Sawyer like a really intense story about my you know when I was 16 which actually I do have an intense story when I was 16 you guys parenthetically I was drive I was parked on a very very busy road in my town and I opened up my car door without looking and a semi truck took my car door off and I was almost going to lose my arm and the person in the car with me grabbed me and pulled me um out of the way of the door. So, you know, that was a intense moment. Nothing happened, but it was intense and I could easily have shared that with him, but then what I'm doing is I'm asking him to connect to my emotion instead of me connecting to his. And then, you know, another, if I would have just been like, oh man, yeah, you're going to get over it. It might be hard for today, but you'll be fine. Like, which I do believe um, for the most part that he will be able to overcome whatever negative emotion. But I also know enough that, you know, these kinds of experience, they get kind of stuck. And, you know, he's going to need me to keep asking like, hey, any new thoughts come up? You know, how's it going? 
Have you talked to your friend? How is how's he doing? And not necessarily um, like how to handle it healthy, right? It's probably what you're wondering, is really just continuing to check in, have conversation, but not push it too far. Like when the other person isn't open, then that means that they don't, they're not ready. And you can ask guided questions and kind of like open it up in a way that is loving and respectful. But when you get really shut down, that's a good clue that you might want to back off. And like this happened, to be really honest with you, this happened because I, you know, um, had scheduled my son as like a therapist coach person who he works with and they had been taking the summer off. And I was like, ooh, let's see if you want to talk to your coach and uh, reached out to her and she was like, yeah, I have this availability. And then when I talked to him, he was like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm fine. It's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. And I just decided to allow him to go through whatever process he needs and trust that he has enough, he's, has enough experience being emotionally coached that if things are going to get stuck in there, that um, he'll know and he'll be able to talk about it. And, you know, that's been fine. And we've, we have had several conversations about it. And I did see his friend and we kind of checked in about it as well. Um, and so, you know, it is rough to, to go through something where you watch somebody, you know, pass away. And he, he definitely was affected that night. And I stayed up with him for many hours while he kind of processed the story and kind of told what happened to him and, you know, talked about it a lot in the morning and, you know, as time has gone by, it's been a few days now and he's sort of, you know, reset himself and, um, is, is not really affected, which is great, right? Trauma does not have to turn into some sort of catastrophic, terrible thing. It only does when it gets shoved down and when it doesn't get narrated and named. And so that's really the healthy way is managing your own emotion when stuff happens, not blaming yourself, not thinking I shoulda, coulda, woulda, because the truth is things happen. Your kids are going to go through hard things. When they go through hard things, it is going to affect you. You're not always going to feel calm. That's okay. Calm yourself and then show up as connected and compassionate as you can be. And compassion really is being that compassionate witness, that witness of the other person's emotion. And it doesn't mean fixing the emotion, solving for it, you know, trying to change the emotion. All it means is just allowing for what actually is there and being super curious about it, helping the person make sense of what happened to them, giving them language, letting them tell the story. Sometimes kids have to tell the story a few times. Connecting to the emotion of that story. In the beginning, they might feel really nervous, scared, confused, fearful, and then they might feel more acceptance, more calm about it, um, more peace. And that's how healing happens. Things happen. We talk them through. We give words to the thoughts and the feelings that were in the, in the experience. And then we feel all the feelings and then slowly the emotion shifts. So do not think, mamas and dads who are listening, do not think that your kids are not going to go through hard things. They are. And your role is to calm yourself 
and then connect with them by offering compassion and coaching if they'll let you coach them. (sighs) So thanks for listening to this story. It was helpful for me to share it with all of you. And um, also just so you know, like life is life, you know, things happen in my life and I know they happen in your life. And that's actually what we talk about in Calm Mama Club. Like things happen. Kids get diagnosed with things or grandparents pass away or, you know, conflicts happen in our relationships. And people come, moms come to coaching in the Calm Mama Club and we just work it through. And so if you want a place, a safe place that you can talk about things like this that have happened to you or that have happened to your children and you're not sure how to, you know, process them, manage them, what to do about them, all of that, you're always invited to the Calm Mama Club. And um, it's $99 a month and it's, you know, several coaching sessions a week. And we also have a private community where we can talk to each other, be anonymous if you need to be. And um, yeah, you're always invited. CalmMamaCoaching.com slash club. And in the meantime, remember being... 100% calm isn't the goal and your kids are going to go through hard things. I hope they don't and I hope you all have a very peaceful and loving week and I will talk to you next time.